Yeah! All right, we got that extra hour coming up. Less than a week to go, sleep. Tuesday, Tuesday, we start at 9.55 instead of 8.55. We're going all the way up to 1 o'clock with Mason in Ireland. So uh, we get an extra hour because we're such geniuses. You think we'll have enough to talk about in the month of September, October, (laughs) November, December? I mean, I know those are light sports months, so we'll we'll, we'll try to figure it out. We will try to figure it out. We'll hopefully do a Dodger World Series conversation, a Lakers conversation. Uh, We got a bunch. Dodgers are within a half a game. We'll get to that coming up in just one second. But we were having the the Ask Slee conversation off the air, and it was a good one. That when you meet, you know, the, the question was when you meet your girlfriend's friend. Do you give her a hug at the end of the night, or do you shake her hand and say, "Hey, nice to meet you"? But th- this is based off of it's in your the court. It's in your hands. You know how you were saying like you would wait. You would say, yeah. "Okay, well, I'll just play whatever whatever that person plays. I'm going to play off of that." She puts uh-huh. her hand out to shake her hand, or uh-huh. she comes in for a hug. You're going to play. Well, <laughs> let's just determine. You have to make the decision. You have to okay. make the call. Okay. I- I'm 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 going in with a handshake here. Okay. I'm going with a handshake. I'm playing it safe. Just but isn't that more awkward? Like, I, th- I feel like the friend is going to talk to you, her, her, her your, to your girlfriend about yeah. you, saying like, "Hey, he just gave me a handshake." That's fine. Okay. I'm okay right. with that. Fair, I, good point. I'd rather point. have that than did this dude just give me a hug? Here, here's here are your two options, Punch. There. Okay, so you 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 meet and you ha- you have dinner together, the three of you have a nice night. Food's good, wine's good, night conversation's good, and for whatever reason, you're going home alone, and the two women are going home together. Okay, they're going to go. They, they, they're going back. And the friend gets in the front seat of the car. Which of these two things do you want her to say to your girlfriend? It's kind of weird that he shook my hand, wasn't it? Way or, too professional. I mean, or, is, he, is he always that professional? Or that hug was really creepy. Which of those two things would you rather? But it also could be like he gave me a handshake. He does not like me whatsoever. He hates me. No, because because the answer to no no that's just how he is. Travis is weird. He doesn't really like to touch people. He shakes everybody. It's it's he's not a hugger. Don't take it personally. It's not a big deal. But if 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 she says, I'd rather have I'd rather have my girlfriend come up to me and say, Why would you give her a handshake? Then why the hell would you give her a long hug? You know that Sliwa. We're getting into a long hug here, too. Little, I felt yeah, like we had a connection. That's why. I believe this is why. Francis, Francis in Glendale says, Slee going to go for an awkwardly long hug, and his eyes will be closed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It, uh, it's, it's uh, I'll, I'll miss on the uh, the side of, you know, Travis, he's very formal. It's like going to a party, right? When you go to a party mm-hmm. or you're going to an interview. Right, mm-hmm. something where there's can be a dress code or something like that. Wouldn't you rather miss a little high than a little low? Wouldn't you rather be the guy that shows up in a sports coat and a nice yeah. pair of pants when everyone else is wearing shorts as opposed to the guy where everybody's dressed up in sports coats and pants and you show up in shorts? <laughs> Isn't that the better can I, can I give you a perfect example? Perfect example. Westbrook interview. You know, Westbrook had his interview. I don't know why, like, I thought in my mind, like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to wear a suit to this. Like, it was the 2021 NBA Finals, and Adam Silver was there, and it was, like, a huge press. I don't know why I thought I should wear a suit. I got there. Everyone was so casual. Everyone was so casual. But But I'd rather have done that than go in there with flip-flops and board shorts and be like, Westbrook, what's the deal? So what's – how are you and LeBron going to work this thing out? What's up, brother? How you doing? Welcome back to L.A. Good to see you. Where's your favorite taco spot? Where you, where you as I'm putting at night? As I'm putting hot sauce on my burrito. <laughs> you want a bite? 
You, can I get you something? I got, got tacos in the car. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the Lakers, speaking of Westbrook, speaking of LeBron and everything else that's going on, Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Embiid is the latest, right, Slee? That it, Embiid is the latest who's talking about, you know, everybody needs to stop looking into this, stop looking into that. We're going, in fact, to Ben Simmons. Is he going to be traded? He doesn't like him. Why didn't he shoot the ball? The players. Hey, that- listen, basically Embiid is saying, for all those reports out there, that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid don't get along. Embiid's basically saying, you guys don't have any sources. I am the source, and I'm telling you I've got a good relationship with him. This is on all of us. He's obviously defending Ben Simmons, who, by the way, the franchise did an awful job of defending Ben Simmons in the playoffs after they were eliminated against Atlanta. Uh, so he's going into his point. Rich Paul obviously represents Ben Simmons. Clutch Sports, go ahead, Trev. It, it, what the general managers do is mm-hmm. not nearly as important as what the players do now and what the agents do and what the agent feels about an organization, what the agent feels about how they've treated other players. Mm-hmm. That We've entered this point where the agents are the ones that are constructing these teams, if not equally to the way that the general managers are doing it, maybe more. And, and, and I think I'm okay with it. You know, what difference does it make how these teams get built if it's the agent, it's the player, it's the general manager? I'm okay with these guys flexing their muscles a little bit and putting them and putting themselves where they need to go. What difference does it make if it's Rich Paul or Rob Palinka that's bringing players to the Lakers? So, so this is this is the one thing I'll, I'll kind of push back on. So if we're having the argument of that today the NBA is ran by the players and it's ran by the agents, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I want to – you can't discredit the front offices and you can't discredit the GMs and you can't discredit ownership. And I'll tell you what I mean here. The The organization has the first crack at convincing and keeping top-notch players. It's up to them. And the way they do that is they have to run a good corporation. They have to run a good organization. They have to make the right decisions. You know, I, I don't know if this is the right comp, but Max Scherzer had can kind of pick and choose when he was traded at the trade deadline, what teams he could play for, what teams he wouldn't play for. Ultimately, Scherzer could have had a say and probably did have a say in which team he was going to be traded to. I, I do think that the way the Dodgers run their organization has a lot to do with him leaning. If your whole goal is, I want to win another World Series, the Dodgers have proven that there's enough players there, that organization has run well enough. We were just making an argument 15 minutes ago about is this a dynasty, everything else. In the NBA, if if you're a franchise that does not run your organization well, I love that players put the heat on the franchise and the front office and say – if I'm Anthony Davis, I've been here for seven years. Mm-hmm. I have never had a chance to win an NBA championship. You haven't supported me with other players. I know there are some factors that happened. DeMarcus Cousins went down with an injury. But he felt like, I don't have a chance of winning a championship. I like then when the agent and the player take it in their own hands and say, sounds good, we're going to walk away, we're going to go somewhere else. That's good for the league. I mean, I that's agree. good for the league. Trav, I say that because organizations, this has happened too much in sports and it still happens today, the only thing they really care about is there's a lot of franchises, owners just care, what's the bottom line? I don't care if we win. I don't care if we're Most. successful. Very, very Most few, of them. Very few prioritize winning as the number one thing. We're very lucky here in L.A. Mm-hmm. that the Lakers are one of the few, that the Dodgers are one of the few, that they're teams that prioritize winning before making – don't get me wrong, they want to make a buck, but they prioritize winning number one. But here, here's what I'm getting at, Al. Mm-hmm. 
the reason the Lakers are back on top of the league, and by that I mean they've won a championship very recently, and they are favorites going into this season to win a championship again. Mm-hmm. It's because LeBron James decided this is where he wants to play. It's not because of Magic's convincing him to come here or Rob Palenka creating a roster that he loved because that's certainly not what it was. He blew out the roster the second he got here. LeBron as in, James, as in, the player started the right the the shift of the, the, where the Lakers were prior. The the Lakers had gone through ten years where they were not a championship caliber team, where they were drafting high in the in, or picking high in the draft, mm-hmm. where they were collecting pieces. Right, you're collecting where we were a, having lottery draft parties right. at the Zone and Tom Urban's. You're getting Julius Randle. You're getting Lonzo Ball. You're getting Brandon Ingram and Kuzma mm-hmm. and Hart. And you're mm-hmm. collecting pieces, but it's not a championship piece. That The reason that the Lakers are back on a championship track is because LeBron James said, you know what, I'm going to L.A. And, and, and this is not meant to be disrespectful to Magic or Palenka or anybody else, but they didn't talk him into it. It's not like he was on the, this is where he wanted to come. And once he was here and the franchise was back on footing, championship footing, you could go to Anthony Davis and say, A.D., come on over here and help me do this. And he does. And now all of a sudden you're up and you're running. And it wasn't because of the GM. It wasn't because of anything other than the players and the agents deciding, you know what, I'd rather have my guy over here than over there. Now where the GM comes in is you got to have enough pieces to send back the other way to get something done. But that would have got done regardless, I believe. These guys are calling the shots. There's a handful of guys. Look at Brooklyn. KD and Kyrie Irving took a franchise that was kind of nowhere and made them one of the most powerful franchises in the league because – the GM did a good job of creating space so they could decide to come there, but they decided to come there. Nobody talked them into this. But, but, it was but their decision. You know, Trav, I, I don't know if I – I do think that the franchise let – me, let me use this as an example. One of the things that I think – I'll use the Lakers as an example. Rob Palenka and I feel like the front office, Kurt Rambis, obviously Jeannie Buss, I feel like they, they understand how to cater to the players. They understand yes. how to say, okay – this is a very powerful figure. Yes, I know I own the team. Yes, I know I'm president of basketball operations. But it is in my best interest to make sure that my people feel good, they're a part of the decision-making, um, that if a big decision is going to go down, I'm going to have a conversation with LeBron. I'm going to have a conversation with Anthony Davis. Not every organization does that. You know, I, I, I use that as an example because in today's day and age, Yes, if the players have so much power and the agents have so much power, you can still end up with a franchise that says, nope, we're going to do things our way. Hey, you know what? You're just the player. That's just not a good way of doing business these days. And I don't think this is market-based. I don't think that this is – there are a lot of – when's the last time the Chicago Bulls were good? And that's mm-hmm. a fantastic basketball market. Yep. When's the last time the New York Knicks were good? And I know they went to the playoffs this last year, but they won one game and you and I were making fun of yeah, them for celebrating. For 30 years. Yeah. Okay, we, we've been making fun. So I, I do think the franchise has a lot to do with it because your front office, your ownership, and your franchise are either going to – adjust and cater to the stars or they're just not you know they're they're gonna they're not gonna make it happen i think obviously the lakers cater to them. no you're 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 right about that and they can set themselves up for success or failure and i think that the owner is ultimately the one that's going to determine that i think that's why genie bus deserves a great deal of credit along this for creating an environment where all of those things that you said can take place as opposed to some other places where the owner is just kind of a train wreck and it's never going to be – use the Knicks as an example, perfect example, where it's just it, – that's a garbage fire. There's no way that that's ever going to work. But you can clear the decks. You can have space. 
You can have assets to trade. You can do all these things. But if the player decides, you know what, nah, I, I don't want to go to Oklahoma City. I don't want to do that. I want to be in L.A., whether it's to make movies or go to the beach or live in a nice place with the, with, with the climate. It's up. The, the players and agents are one. All the teams can do is make sure that the landing spot looks attractive. It's up to the players. They're the ones that ultimately do. And, and fine. We live in L.A. People want to come here. I, I And, and I'm, I'm going to just go back to this last point. I know we got to go to break here, but you can build. You can kind of have this concept in mind. At the end of the day, um, there's still going to be franchises out there that are run poorly and they're run well. That's a big part of it as well. Of course, the players are going to determine where they play, but if you're Giannis Atentacumpo and you feel like, hey, I'm going to sign a long-term contract in Milwaukee because I feel like not only do I have a chance to win an NBA championship, I like it's comfortable, all that stuff, whatever it is for him, you can still do it in a smaller market. You just got to be more strategic. All right. In 15 minutes, we're going to do a little fact or cap, but there's yet another thing that LeBron James does not get nearly enough credit for and – the Lakers got the fire back with Rajon Rondo. That's up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Folks are doing a pretty good job on our Dr. Pepper Twitter feed this morning, uh, Slee. Not only did they do a good job on uh, Ask Slee, but they have a whole bunch of opinions on our conversation about the Dodgers being a potential dynasty. Here's one right. from um, Michael Sloniker, and Michael writes, with back-to-back titles, four World Series appearances in five years, and potentially nine straight division titles, it'd be hard to argue against them being a dynasty. That, of course, presupposes that they win it this year. I think that they're a lot closer to it, even without – they need one more to be sure. But that Astro thing, it's a wild card. Well, you get this one, and now – your argument strengthens in the sense that, hey, if 2017, if that doesn't play out the way it did, if that BS didn't happen, that the black eye that will be on Major League Baseball for that year and the way the commissioner handled it and the way the Astros all ignored it, Trav, I'll lean more towards your argument, but you can't do it off one World Series. You've got to go get that other one. Yeah, I agree with that part. Dave in San Clemente writes for our tag team uh, combo, Al. Yep. (laughs) The Food Fighters. That's not bad right there. That's, That's pretty not bad right good. there. I like that one a lot. That's All why right. when you said, hey, what is the name you're going to come up with? I'm like, you want me to be creative like that? <laughs> Throw it out to Twitter and let them <laughs> figure it out. Look, I, I'm, That's I, the creativity. I, I really hate to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to say something nice about you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> you're much funnier than you think you are. Okay, funny could be one thing. Creative is not. That's no, not. I, I that doesn't go together. You've got some skills. You've got some skills. Don't sell yourself short, Judge. All right, ESPN Radio <laughs> is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Okay, very quickly, yeah. another thing that people don't give LeBron James credit for, and this is directed at you specifically, Laker fans, who are not LeBron James fans, okay? And and now you, you know are there better. are there still just out of curiosity? You think if when LeBron first came to the Lakers, there was a 
20% of fans saying, uh, no, no, he's not a Laker, he mm-hmm. shouldn't be here. I'm just throwing out a number, right? Yeah. Now that he's been here for three years, he's got two more years left on his contract. He was obviously the foundation, the finals MVP to that number championship, number 17, you tie the Celtics. What It's got to be, I mean, virtually that number doesn't exist much, right? Well, you, you're the Lakers talk host. You tell me because it certainly feels, when I look at my Twitter feed, when I say something nice about LeBron, when I yeah. go out and, yep. and sell my LeBron James is the greatest player of all time, it, they people and, and Laker fans, you can see it in their bios, Laker fans still push back hard on that stuff. Hard I think, on it. I think if you're if you're asking me based off of some of the different shows that are just Lakers related, mm-hmm. I think there is a much different level of respect to what LeBron is to the Lakers than you know obviously when he first got here. When I'm referring Good. to there is okay, is he ever going to be Kobe? No, no he's of course, of course he's not. not. Is he ever going to be Magic? No, impossible. You can't. These guys were here 14 years. Magic Johnson is only rock the purple and gold. Kobe was here for 20 years. No, he's never going to be any of that. But you know what he could be? He could be a player that came to one of the greatest players of all time that came to the Lakers in the latter part of his career and still won yeah. and still got you at least one championship. And so I think that thing. there's that part of it. And here, here's the other part that I don't think he gets credit for, and it's, it's indisputably true. The Lakers were nowhere until he came back. They were nowhere. They were, they were collecting high picks. Maybe some of them work out. Maybe some of them they weren't. They were losing more than they were winning and, and had for and, a while. And to add to that, you know, there were years where the only joke in the offseason was the Lakers and their pitch to free agents and how guys were like. And how bad it was. How and how Don't, don't leave that part out. No, but how, that, and that's the point. The, the Marcus Aldridge of. Wait a minute. We, did. we didn't even talk about basketball, and it's the mm-hmm. Lakers asking, "Hey, can you come back in? Can we get a second pitch?" Right. That that was the pers- that was the Lakers at that moment. So say what you want about LeBron being a vagabond, and he doesn't belong to this team or that team, and that he's immersed. How, however you want to care, I, I don't buy it. But if that's how you want to look at it, fine. I'm not going to change your mind. The fact of the matter is, the team had not been what they have been historically for the better part of 10 years, and that means championship contender. contender. That dude shows up like that. They're right back Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. And it's exclusively because he came back. He came back, which allowed them to package up all of those pieces, send them to New Orleans for Anthony Davis, and LeBron James and Anthony Davis are a championship-caliber duo, championship-winning duo. Mm -hmm. So say what you want about it. He'll never be Kobe. He'll never be Matt. You're right about that. He won't. But what he is, he's the guy that jump-started the return of that organization. Would it have come back eventually? Yes, it would have. Would it have taken longer without LeBron James? Unquestionably, yes. He jump-started that return. Well, we talk, just to use this as an example, we, we spent some time already talking about what happens to the Lakers in two years when LeBron's out, right? It, it, AD, mm-hmm. we, we used this as an example yesterday. What are the Lakers with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook? They're a playoff team. Right, they get to the second round, just kind of depending on sure. who they play. Are they? Do you have confidence they're going to go win an NBA championship? I don't, but I, I say that because that is that's just that's the power of LeBron. Forget LeBron on the floor, and that's the most ridiculous thing to say. The power of LeBron James off the court, the power of LeBron James convincing players, older players in their career, hey, come play with me. Hey, this is how I can take your game to the next level. Hey, this is how um, if you win or if you compete for an NBA championship with me in a Lakers brand, what does that do for your career moving forward? There's there's a lot of cachet that comes to that. And and actually, th- this is a good example. You know, you, you mentioned this. Yesterday we got a chance to hear from Rajon Rondo. 
mm-hmm. right? Rondo back with the Lakers. And I know we got a clip here that we want to play, but doesn't it just seem like LeBron needs a guy like Rondo with him? You know, that's that's a perfect guy to have, a vet, a guy that is not afraid of saying something to LeBron James that he doesn't want to hear. So that's that's maybe another guy that went out, got his money, and found his way back with the Lakers. No, he, he's, he's a perfect example, and that's the other part of this. I, I couldn't like the return of Rajon Rondo anymore. It, it, it's just such a good idea. A, not super expensive. B, you're really not bringing him in for anything basketball play related. If he plays, he's going to play fine. He's going to play like Rajon Rondo. That that's good. He's he's still a, an NBA player. He'll make you're not sense. dependent. You're not dependent on his every every game for him. If, if he gives you if, if he gives you nothing basketball wise, right? If he doesn't play very often, if he goes a week or two without playing, which isn't totally out of the question. I mean, I think he'll play a little bit. So what? He's still what a huge d- asset. Still a huge asset. Massive. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, you know, LeBron, there, there's not too many things that LeBron won't do on a basketball court. He's going to run the show for sure. But <laughs> you need a wild card, man. LeBron's not a wild card. LeBron is about as dependable and a predictable a player as you're going to find. That You know what LeBron's reaction to things are going to be 95% of the time, and you're going to be right. Rondo's not that. <laughs> you, you don't know. Look, it, I, be, I mean this both metaphorically and literally. He's the guy that will punch somebody in the face. And I'm not just talking about Chris Paul giving him a quick one-two in the middle of a game. I'm talking about somebody at practice that he doesn't think is going hard. I'm talking about being able to say to LeBron James, hey, you're, you're screwing this up. And LeBron will listen to it. He's, he's the guy that's been around, that everybody respects, that will be able to tell everybody, you're not doing what needs to be done. Let's go. And they'll listen. You can't have enough of that. All right, so we, we talk about you know what he can bring off the court. Take a listen to this. This is coming from yesterday, um, the, basically talking about his game and how he doesn't think it's declined. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, it hasn't been 10 years. Uh, I don't think I've changed much. I don't think my game has declined. But you know, you're as good as you know, your coach believes in you. And uh, going forward, this year looking at the Lakers team and the roster, understanding where I am in my career, but at the same time, uh, I do believe I can still bring a lot to the game. And but my main focus is, is we win, you know, nothing else matters. People can talk as much as they want about the Lakers' age. They could talk about, you know, we spent some time a couple of days ago, or was it yesterday, whatever it was, that um, six of the oldest players, six of the 13 oldest players are right. sitting on this Lakers roster. I don't I don't care what you think about Rondo. Rondo, to me, is uh, that's that's a guy, that's a champion. That's a dude you want on your team, and obviously Lakers get him back. He's going to do the things that other guys on that team are unwilling or unable to do, mm-hmm. and you need, you need to have a wild card. You need to have some, I'm not quite sure if I want to mess with this guy. At practice, I'm talking about guys in the locker room, in the practice, wearing Laker uniforms. Hey, you better not take your foot off the gas, or Rondo is going to tell you. He's going to tell you that you're not doing You need Fun- to have that guy. Funches, do you think Travis is a wild was a wild card in Santa Barbara? You kind of walk Bad into teammate. a bar, Bad and, and Trav was just kind of one of those guys that hey, listen, anybody looks at me wrong, mm-hmm. let's just say Can't I, say I don't, right, I don't hesitate. I don't hesitate. <laughs> I think he was. Okay. I think he was. He was I that just guy. Make sure. yeah. uh, what I was was a bad teammate, a very very bad teammate. Period. Full stop. That's how it what goes. Do you mean? What do you mean you're a bad teammate? It's a picture. I only cared about myself. <laughs> Still kind of do. <laughs> That's kind of the way that it happens. All right, coming up in 15 minutes, Shohei stole home. Big deal. What else are you going to do for me? Up next, Factor Cap. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Um, <laughs> it's fantasy football season, Slee. Yes, sir. And we're going to use Stat Hero to do this. I, 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 didn't, I didn't get my lineup in in time last night, so I didn't play last night. I'm still a little salty at uh, Kristen Yelich for letting me down. But right now it's time for our Stat Hero fantasy preview. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Slee show. So you're going to want to get signed up, go in and do that before the football season starts. Shoot, go do it today like me and do the baseball side of it. I love that. But here's the thing. You know what, you know what jumped out at me thinking about fantasy football? What do you got? Todd Gurley was like the fantasy football guy not that long ago. He's oh, on yeah. the street right now. <laughs> He's not on a team. The Ravens, I guess, are kind of figuring out whether or not they want to do something after J.K. Dobbins went down and he's hurt. But there was a minute where if you had Todd Gurley on your team, you were just going to clean up week after week after week. You need to go find another Todd Gurley. I know Christian McCaffrey's on the list, but beyond that, is there any Gurleys lurking around out there? I don't have that answer, but I'm going to ask you this. Is this cheating? When March Madness comes around and I just go look at Jay Billis's picks and I'm like, okay, hey, if Jay thinks this is a good idea, then I think it, sh- it should be a good idea. And I love when I'm doing that. I like kind of question Jay on a certain match. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, Jay. I don't know that 10-7. I think you got this one wrong. And then come fantasy football, I just look, hey, what's Matthew Barry doing? I go look at those projections and I, I, I got a guy at the at the station, Ron Mitchell, who thinks I'm like the king of the mock draft, right? Like either I don't get there in time time and it's just all mock and I have seven kickers and four quarterbacks or or I'm basically just picking going uh, through what every all the projections are is, is it wrong to do that is that cheating Works I think I'm me. just using I'm using the information in front of me I know that that, that uh, a lot of people have a lot of different strategies ripping off someone else seems like a pretty a pretty healthy strategy to it's me. not bad I'm okay with that um, by the way so over the next week obviously everybody is going to be uh, uh, drafting for fantasy and everything else. So we appreciate Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of Travis and Sleeve Show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play, the official fantasy app of the Travis and Sleeve Show. And don't take uh, Christian Yelich on your daily fantasy baseball you team because he'll you sink go. your boat like he did to me the other day. It's time for Factor Cap. Welcome back, guys. Uh, it's up for debate. When I say it's not a cap, and you guys, you know, kind of jump all over me, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's up for debate. There's mm-hmm. right and wrong answers in this world, Al, and you're on the mm-hmm. wrong one. Uh, what do we got, Emily? All right, first one. Uh, Urban Meyer will be the worst college coach to professional coach in NFL history. Travis, is this factor cap? That's cap, unfortunately, because I'd like him to be, but, but but it's cap. But as long as Steve Spurrier did what he did, no one can be worse than what Steve Spurrier did for the football team a few years ago. That was one of my all-time favorites. He's like, I don't know why y'all working so hard coming in here, sleeping in your office. I'm gonna play golf every day at two thirty and watch this. I'm and he cash was that check. 
He went, and then he was coaching the South Carolina Gamecocks about eight minutes later. So uh, as gonna... long as Steve Spurrier coached in the NFL, Urban Meyer can't be the worst, although I'd like him to be. I'm going to go cap, too. I think a lot of people are expecting, not expecting that much. I don't know. Listen, everywhere Urban Meyer has gone, he's been successful. So anytime you have somebody that has been successful, I get it. It's college. It's NFL. It's completely different. I still put some stock in what Urban Meyer can do. Probably should take a, a different page um, of what to say in some of his pressers because that was an interesting uh, last 24 hours for Urban Meyer. Might, t- might want to take a, p- a page from Bill Belichick. Yeah, you know what he learned yesterday? Sometimes you can't tell the truth. Sometimes you got to tell a lie, and he's pretty good at lying. He did it at Utah, Florida, at Ohio State. Surprised he forgot that lying is his ballawick. He should have stuck with that. <laughs> All right. So I saw this tweet go viral recently okay. about things that you believed as a kid that you thought would be more important to your adult life. So one of them was the Bermuda Triangle. So Bermuda Triangle is real. Alan, factor cap. I'm gonna go fact because I know nothing about this. And I figure, why don't I just go fact on it? Because let me just see what I can do here. Trav, why would you not believe it's real? I mean, I've seen the video. I've seen the videos. Okay, (laughs) I've done my research. Of course the Bermuda Triangle is real. I I go fact on this. That's the worst sale. That was the worst sale possible, by the way. It it is a fact, and I'm not saying it because I think so. It's because it is. Go look at all those boats at the bottom of the ocean. Go look at those airplanes that disappeared when they fly through it. Yes, yes. It's real. I don't. I'm not saying that there's some magical sea monster that's devouring people in the middle of the ocean. But what I'm saying is, planes and boats crash in that part of the world way too often. It's so, yeah, also it's known as the Devil's Triangle. Jeez, yeah, that's that's not good. That's, that's not a good, good. name. That's what else we got, Emily? The Rams should look into getting Cam Newton on their team. Travis is his factor cap. Cap. Look, Cam Newton is a cool name. Cam Newton looks like he should be the greatest football player of all time. He's six foot six and he's jacked and all the look. He had, he had a run. He's an MVP. He took his team to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton was a great player. Operative word was. Cam Newton's not a good player anymore, and he's certainly not a player that I think would fit super well into what Sean McVay is trying to do. So no, I, I think that the Rams have their quarterback situation figured out really well. Matthew Stafford is your guy. You cross your fingers that he stays healthy, but in the event that he doesn't, we saw that John Wolford is more than capable of stepping in. Cam Newton, good luck wherever you go. Just don't come here to the Rams. Uh, Cap, um, there's just no need, right? You just said it. John Wolford is your backup. That's okay. You have a good backup. You don't need him. You don't need Cam Newton. Now there's going to be other teams out there. We talked about this a little bit yesterday when that news came out. Everyone was you know, so surprised and shocked. Cam Newton um, dropped by the Patriots. He probably will find another gig as a backup somewhere else. Rams just don't need him. Is they just don't done? need him. Does he want look does Cam Newton want to be a backup? That because it's a very specific job, right? Yeah. It's 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 you're just waiting around for someone to play bad or get hurt. He's made a ton of money. He's super famous. He's had an incredibly successful career. Do you want to go carry a clipboard and just cross your fingers that somebody rolls an ankle? I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I don't think the Rams obviously need him. All right, this is going to be our last one. So okay. I know we were talking about, you know, Slee and a significant others, Lady Slee, but obviously there had to be a first date before we got to where we are now. Mm-hmm. So my statement is, Lakers always comes up on a first date with Slee. Travis, is this factor cap? Wow. it's a good question. It's wow. a great question. I'm going to say it's fact, and I'm also going to add that it's probably a pretty good idea. Look, Slee's about the Lakers. 
Loves the Lakers. Lakers are important to him. He's the host of Lakers Talk. He's the host of the Lakers pregame, halftime, and postgame show. And I included the half, too, out of respect. Yeah, thank you. you I do a hit, po- by the way, just real quick, at the end of the first quarter, end of the third quarter, too. <laughs> well, there you go. 60 so seconds. Even more. 60 even, seconds long. Even more to my point, that's an important part of Al's life. So he needs to understand whether or not a potential partner is going to yeah. like that or not. So, yeah, he not only does he, he should. Al, it's, it's an injustice if you don't say that in your first date, that okay. I'm the, the Lakers <laughs> pre-post-game host. That's an injustice, man. Here's the thing. Let me just say, what the hell am I going to talk about if I don't talk about what I'm doing every single day? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like what do I talk about? This is what I do. Every... If I was, let's just use this as an example. If I was just a Laker fan and it had nothing to do with my day to day, nothing to do with my occupation, nothing to do with my career, then I could see that that doesn't come up in the conversation. That in the middle of a chat on a first date, you're saying, "Hey, I'm just telling you, Lakers two back in the standings. They need this one tonight." Okay, that comes up a little randomly. But how are you supposed to have a conversation without bringing up your career? <laughs> Yeah, and that's your. I mean, and it comes up a lot more than one time. I should say that. <laughs> How's that chicken? It's good. How's that chicken? You said it's good. Still good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dating's the worst. Hey, just uh, <laughs> just a quick thing I'm going to bring up. I'm going to be gone for a half hour. Third quarter is about to start. <laughs> Stay here. Enjoy the meal. I'm, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go belly up at the bar. See what's going on. All and right. And then you're going to give her a handshake too. <laughs> Order whatever you'd like. Just keep it under ten bucks. I'm going to be right over here. At the bar, and I'm going to watch the third quarter of the game. Shohei Otani stole home last night. What else you got for me, Otani? We got all that, plus the dump. It's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. It's getting kind of stupid. It's getting kind of stupid that there's nothing that Shohei Otani can't do on a baseball diamond. He stole home last night, Slee. <laughs> I mean, think about what we're talking about. 42 home runs leads all of Major League Baseball. Okay, mm-hmm. he, he's he's one of the best pitchers in the American League, and then he's got twenty steals. He's a forty twenty guy that the Angels have okay. never had one before in fifty plus years of existence. The last guy to do it in the American League was over ten years ago. He's done that, and he's an all star pitcher. Oh, and then last night, you know what I think I'll do? I just think I'll steal home. I mean, what, what what's left for this guy? Okay, let let me throw a couple of questions your way. Uh-huh. How many saves does he have this year? <laughs> Zero. It's a very None. good point. None, right? Zero. Yeah. Okay. How many no hitters does he have this year? Oh. <laughs> also zero. <laughs> I'm sucks. just saying. I I I feel like you're you get impressed way too easily. <laughs> zero zero cycles hasn't hit for the cycle this season. I mean, by the way, hold what's on. he doing on an off day? <laughs> Selling peanuts. Maybe you he can here. help out with Pay that. Maybe you he can Pay help nuts. with the concessions. <laughs> Maybe there's some some parking situation going on outside of Angel Stadium that he could help with. I just you're giving so much credit so quick. I just I I, I literally just thought of something. Think it's think amazing. about this. This is not. Let me back up a little bit. Okay. The a no hit. Everybody knows what no hitter is, right? The cycle is kind of the hitter equivalent of a no-hitter. It doesn't – they're very, very rare, but they yeah. happen just enough that it's kind of a cool little thing, and sure. not only great players get them, but some, kind of some random guys will get a cycle every once in a while, just like a random guy gets a no-hitter every once in a while. Mm-hmm. This dude could do both, and it's really not a super stretch. The no-hitter for him would be a far more difficult task because guys just don't pitch nine innings very much anymore. Sure, sure. But the way that he can run, a cycle feels inevitable. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, uh, 
right when you said between the two, you're just kind of thinking about but in cycle. It's like, yeah, no, he'll get one of those. Yeah, he'll, he'll hit for a cycle. <laughs> he's he's there's nothing left for him to do on a base. Like cycles, no hitters. Those are one. What what what's left? I've stole home. I've hit a bunch of home runs. Started the All Star game on the mound. Started the game as a position player and a, and a pitcher at the same time. The only thing left to do, I guess, is go find a team that can win some games. You know what's funny? Is that actually, all that's left? Think think about this: how quiet it got on Otani since the All-Star break, right? Well, you, when the listen, games start to matter. Well, but what, what I'm saying is it got so quiet, and then these last couple of days where they're playing the Yankees, New York was playing great baseball, so now all of a sudden it's kind of back to front center stage, and here he is putting on another show. So you asked the question, we were having our conversation this morning about who who is the best. We were talking about Mookie and that Mookie's alive and that Mookie, you know, Mookie used his legs, his glove, and his bat last night to help the yeah. Dodgers win that game. Yeah. and. If you go back to last year, Mookie's first season here in L.A., the conversation was, is Mookie Betts on the short list of best player in baseball? It, it, yes is the answer. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, you know, where, where do you think he falls? And I hadn't really thought of it like that. And, and we're talking about everybody healthy and at their best, right? So mm-hmm. Tatis at his best, Ronald Acuna Jr. at his best, Vlad Guerrero, all of these guys at their very best. Sure. And I think that Mookie Betts is probably the third best player in Major League Baseball, which isn't a surprise because it feels about right where he is. Mm-hmm. What's the surprise is the two best players are on the same team, and the right team's lousy. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are the two best players in Major League Baseball, and their team is nowhere. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And it especially sucks. I mean, it sucked for years with Mike Trout, and you just got used to it. It's like, oh, well, this how it goes. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, and he's never going to play in a meaningful game. Um, and then you have now, obviously, Shohei Otani, who takes it kind of to another level. That doesn't seem, by the way, the Otani conversation. It's such a unique – what he's doing is so unique on a night-in, night-out basis. I felt like – you know, we were saying earlier, we are talking about franchises and um, how certain franchises – I'm not saying that the Angels' priority is not to win, but they've been incredibly unsuccessful at it, yeah. right? They, they've They've been really bad at it. If that's their number one goal, then they've been – um, they've been really, really bad at accomplishing that goal. And I'm not saying go win a World Series. I'm just saying be relevant, be in the mix come September. And that's I what – the playoffs in nine years. And listen, Trev, that's, that's what's most devastating about great players is when they're on a bad franchise. Yeah. It, it, you it, don't get it, to see it's them. A direct, two of them. It's not just one. Mm-hmm. It's two. So you're talking about you know that nine-year window where they can't get anything done. Dodgers have gotten a lot done in that nine-year window. We were talking about whether or not if the Dodgers win a World Series this year or even go to a World Series because this is where I am. The Dodgers need one more championship, but I can also make a pretty compelling argument, Slee, that this version of the Dodgers, A, is the best team that they've had through this entire run. We saw it last night with Mookie and the other pieces that are coming together, but this feels really dynastic to me because of the Astros situation, because they won last year, because they feel like they're getting ready to go do it again. We're talking about potentially four World Series appearances in five years, two wins potentially, and a third one that you can't call a loss. That's a dynasty. Go get that next World Series, finish up this season, finish up this month. I, I, I almost think it, it's too early of a conversation for me. I, I don't think they – at the end of the day, the way I describe and I define the word dynasty, I hold so much weight to. Earlier in the show, I asked you, when's the last dynasty in baseball? What would you say? The Yankees. The I, Yankees. You know what? I, I was wrong about that, though. I got that wrong. I missed one. And, and maybe it's just because it's a personal thing. Giants? The, Giant, the Giants yeah. won three World Series in five in years. Six, that absolutely five years, yeah. is a dynasty. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that, that, that's but, a dynasty. But, but, but do you see how you're defining it? That the way your definition of the way you're looking at what a dynasty is, that's why I hesitate I, on the Dodgers. It's unbelievable what the franchise has accomplished, but you got to stack up at least another World Series ring. And then you could go back and start talking about, hey, 2017 should have been one as well, but I, I just don't feel like it's necessary right okay, now. Okay, so the Giants win three in five years, and that is, and at yep. 100%. But if the Dodgers won two in four years, we're talking about the same thing. And then you add in the division titles, you add in the other com- or the uh, league championship series appearances. Let's just drop the hammer right now. Like this year isn't even happening. I think you can make the case. I, I really believe, and I'm not just doing it as a Dodger fan. I'm doing it as somebody that was mortally offended. You know, just deeply, sure, sure. deeply offended yep. by what the Astros did. I just can't look at that as something other than. They got as far as they could. It, is it a World Series championship? No, but I'm not calling it a loss. I, I won't do it. It's not a loss. It's not what no, that no, was. That, that, that's anybody that calls it a loss. I, I think they're they're missing the point. The only person who called it a loss maybe somebody in Houston. Um, half game behind the Giants. Giants still have two against the Brewers. Dodgers obviously play Atlanta. Final one against Scherzer tonight. You think they got the? You think they have a division lead by the time that series starts? starts? I think the Giants win the night. They have a good. They have a pitching match. They have Gosman going mm-hmm. for them. The the Brewers have their softest guy in the rotation going the night. So I think the the Giants win. I think the Dodgers win too. But I think they're still a half game back going into Thursday. Football is almost here, and there's no better place to get in on the action. Then with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. As the season's quickly approaching, DraftKings is your one-stop shop to make it rain all season long. To bring you even closer to the action, DraftKings is giving all new players a free shot at a million dollars during week one. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, preseason is the perfect time to trust your strategy. Just pick your lineup, stay under the cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings app now, use the code GREENY, and for a limited time, new players can get a free shot at a million dollars during week one. Don't miss out on the action. Enter that code GREENY to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code GREENY only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings com for details. It is time for the dump. All right, so we talked about uh, the Tony Hawk skateboard. It's going to be painted at least in part with Tony Hawk's blood. That seems kind of out there and pretty gross along the way. How about this one? John Michael Wozniak. Now, maybe you don't know the name, but you know who I'm talking about. John Michael Wozniak is the guy in The Last Dance, hands out to the side like, what? That guy with the yep. kind of the blonde perm afro kind of deal uh the guy that's playing dice with michael pitching pennies against the wall with with michael he's selling a pair of worn boxer shorts by michael jordan you what's your bid slee worn underwear what's is there a number on it right now where are we right now on this uh is it funches we got to start at 500 dollars. i think it's not that much more than 500 like 600 dollars right now maybe i'll give you five bucks never to talk about it again throwing a buck 25 at it 125 <laughs> It's so, I mean, look, I get it. People like boxers worn by Michael Jordan. Game use boxers. I also like how in the parentheses of the article, it says shows signs of use. And I don't like that that description of it. And he shows sign of use of underwear. Okay, that, now all of a sudden I'm down to like $75. If that's if that's part of the description, it's I, greatness I here. want less. What's that on your wall, Slee? Oh, that right there? Oh, that's Michael Jordan's dirty undies. You want to touch them? Like, why would somebody have no, that? you wouldn't say that. You would why, say that. Why would somebody that's have Michael somebody else's Jordan, dirty underwear? The greatest player of all time. That's his worn 
boxers, uh-huh. and you would sit there for it's a second undies. and be like, you could call it whatever you want. This is a special moment. It's dirty undies. Call, call it whatever you want. It's that thing that even in your own house that you kind of kick with your foot towards the laundry yeah. room that you don't yeah, even want to touch cool. it. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what that is. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over 700 bucks on average. Call or click today. Find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. So, next one. Carol Baskin. Remember her? Do you know who that is? Of course. Joe Exotic's nemesis, the one who may or may not have fed her husband to the Tigers. We're still not entirely sure Mm -hmm. about that. She owns Joe Exotic's former zoo, and she's banning uh, anyone else from using it for anything related to Tiger King. So that place is going to go to selling it. Selling it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be contingent. On the fact that it's not used for anything Tiger King Road. So you can't buy it and reopen Exotic Joe's hang, Slee. Why was this show so popular? What happened? Because I was in, too. I was all in. I, I was. That's what happened. You think, you think that's what it was? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because there's a lot of shows that were popular, random shows before yep. Yep. COVID. There's yep. a lot of shows yep. that will be popular after COVID. Yep. Why was this one popular? Because all of us. We're locked in our houses for months. All of us. There's a it lot to watch on Netflix. Th- there, there is, but it, look, we all go to that top ten. We all scroll through it and see what's going uh-huh. on. And your buddy says, dude, if you watch this Tiger King thing, you're, there, there's nothing but time to watch TV. That if this, if this happened right now, maybe you get to it, maybe you don't. It would have been popular. We would have talked mm-hmm. about it. But we're not sleep. You you were on the air at the time. I was on the air at the time. We spent a week breaking down the episodes of these things. It was coronavirus. Speaking okay. of TV, mm-hmm. all 180 episodes of Seinfeld are coming to Netflix on October 1st. This is great news for me because Seinfeld is the thing I turn on every single night to go to bed, but I have to power through the commercials. Now I don't have to do it. Just Seinfeld on Netflix, ready to go October 1, in. I've always always thought of this. I was fascinated by this, especially Seinfeld, because there's not a time in any part of our lives that Seinfeld is not on Right on. I, I don't know how many different channels or whatever the case is. I can't remember who had it before, but anytime I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, on TV and I'm flipping through the channel, Seinfeld is on. Did they say how much this deal is worth they to carry Seinfeld? I didn't see the, the, the cost. But- that that to me is the most fascinating part because no matter what they try to do, Seinfeld just continues. Friends, Seinfeld, some of these. Anywhere, any direction they look, people want it, and they're still getting paid mountains of money. So let me ask you this. Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear. More I got through. a number, guys. Netflix, what do you got? Netflix paid up to $500 million for the rights. Okay, it's quite a bit. It just won't end. <laughs> it's quite it a just bit. won't end. Let me ask you this, Al. Yeah. Do you watch I Love Lucy? No. Okay, neither do I. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's funny? It's okay. It's pretty good. Okay. See, I, I find it unfunny. I find mm-hmm. it aggressively unfunny. And I'm just wondering, because this is I Love Lucy, right? I Love Lucy was shot in the 50s. We're, here we are in 2021. Mm-hmm. It's still on TV. Mm-hmm. You, you could find I Love Lucy on TV right now if you wanted to do it. That's going to be Seinfeld. My grandchildren that don't exist That's yet good point. That's are going to be right there. Are, are they going to look at this like, you guys really thought this was funny? Like, what, what, I, this, this is funny? Why, why is this funny? Because I look at Lucille Ball, I'm like, I don't get it. 
Well, I, I, I think there are already people – there's a camp of people that just – they never got Seinfeld. They never understood it. And the older the show gets, you're probably going to get more of that. But I get it. You know, somebody might look at Ricky Ricardo and be like, this isn't funny. I, I don't I don't find this funny at all. Um, but that's a good comp of saying that in 25, 30, 40 years, there's <laughs> right. still going to be people watching Seinfeld. That, that I, check's still going to keep coming in. That show's in. been I, off the air for 20 years. <laughs> I feel like Friends is more the one that your grandkids aren't going to get. I feel like oh, no, Seinfeld no, 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 no. carries – Friends is stupid now. Well, yes. Friends was stupid at the time. <laughs> okay, but this is Travis's opinion. Do you know how much money they're no. making off, off it, these I didn't uh, say well? they weren't rich. I didn't say they weren't rich. I didn't say I wouldn't want to trade places. Hi. Hi, how you doing, Slee? Could you be talking about the Lakers anymore? Could you be less interested in the messy voice? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that. You, you can have that. How do they find the pod, Slee? All right, ESPN app are on iTunes, Travis and Slee with show. Um, make sure you download the first two hours. We appreciate you guys tuning in. All right, we're back tomorrow. Will the Dodgers be in first place? I really, really want it to happen. I don't think so, but it might. Check us out, 855 tomorrow morning, 710 ESPN.